0: It's been a minute since we've been back. And since our last episode, the Feds raided Trump. Biden signed the new Inflation Reduction Act into law that will enable the IRS to hire 87,000 new armed agents. The CDC has issued a major backtrack with their newest COVID guidelines. And Liz Cheney has just lost her primary in Wyoming as Americans across the country continue to send a stark message to those in power. Americans want their country back. Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire. I apologize that it has been such a long time since I have gotten back to you guys regarding what is going on politically. However, I have been on the road for the past week and a half getting exclusive whistleblower interviews at the border. Now, I interviewed a an active National Guardsman who exposed the horrors that he's being exposed to under Joe Biden's open border policy, and I also spoke to an employee of MVM Inc., the same company that was caught flying migrants in the middle of the night to suburban New York. So go check out those videos if you haven't yet. I'll be playing short clips later on in the show. But before we get to that, of course, I do want to focus in on... The most breaking news, and that is the fact that Liz Cheney was just ousted. She just lost her primary. People in Wyoming said, Liz, we don't want you. Now, also remember, guys, too, before we jump straight into this good news, that, um, if you do like the show, please remember that you can find it on Rumble, on Odyssey. You can also listen to it on podcast. Please go leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you do like the show. The link is down below. I read every single one of them. And I like to read your comments regarding, you know, how you feel about Liz Cheney being ousted from uh, Congress, ousted from government. Let me know what you think about that. Please go leave a five-star review if you like the show. Go check out my website, sassasofficial.com. And great new announcement. I am now writing articles for the post millennial for all of my stories. So that way you guys always have written word to go along with the video source. So now that that is all out of the way, let's take a peek at what's going on tonight during primary elections. I believe they're having primaries in both, of course, Wyoming and Alaska. Uh, Harriet Hagman is the winner of the Republican nomination for Wyoming's at-large U.S. House Congressional District. She has defeated Representative Liz Cheney. Now, the center and the theme of tonight's show is that Americans want their country back. I was on a stream tonight with Bryson Gray, Benny Johnson, Tyler Bauer, and we were discussing Wyoming's response to Liz Cheney, because CNN went out to Wyoming and they tried to do a man on the street and ask real citizens of that state, hey, what do you think about Liz Cheney? None of them liked her. Maybe one or two out of 20, 30 interviews that I watched, people liked Liz Cheney, but people wanted her out of office. And just a quick refresher for those of us who might not remember who Liz Cheney is, she she voted to impeach Donald Trump. She was also a part of the January 6th Witch Hunt Committee. So she has allocated her time, her resources, and frankly, her priorities to fake investigations, to political persecutions, and Americans are absolutely tired of it. I was thinking about this earlier today because the media, like CNN right now, is trying to say, oh, Liz Cheney falls to Trump back challenger in Wyoming GOP primaries. Now, of course, the media trying to frame this as, oh, Liz Cheney lost to Donald Trump. Uh, you know, he has so much power and influence, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, blah, blah, blah. Because again, Liz Cheney is a trophy to the left wing, okay? She's the one Republican who had the balls, who had the gumption to stand up against Donald Trump and his corruption. Yeah, look at the uh, 10 Republicans who pushed back against Donald Trump and tried to impeach him, voted to impeach him. They're not doing so great. Uh, Liz Cheney being one of them. So the people in America, right, because the media right now is trying to to basically like demonize Trump with this and like, ah, the reason why Liz Cheney lost is because of the influence of Trump. But what I want to highlight here is, yes, Trump is a very powerful and influential figure, but it is the people who got up, got out and had their voices heard. Liz Cheney did not speak for the people. And that is why she is no longer in office. Liz Cheney stood for everything that her constituents wanted basically to happen. She she stood against her constituents. That's what I'm trying to say here. So many politicians across the board Understanding and learning that Americans are tired of polished politicians that are reading off of a teleprompter. Now, why do you think that Blake Masters, Carrie Lake, Joe Kent, why do you think Ron DeSantis or even Donald Trump himself were such powerful political figures? Why is it that Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, Matt Gates even are so outspoken and so loved by the people? It's because they're not polished. They don't care about hurting people's feelings. Matt Gates right now campaigning on, uh, you know, if he loses. His primary, then fat people are going to take over the state, so be careful with who you vote for. Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, filed impeachment papers against Merrick Garland after he targeted Donald Trump. Lauren Boebert, very outspoken regarding the Second Amendment. Uh, Carrie Lake recently said that Donald Trump had BDE, which stands for Big Dick Energy. And of course, the media lost their s h i t and why is that it's because the media has been used to these fake politicians that are polished and that stick to their points that stick to the narrative and stick to what they're supposed to but the new right is emerging and the constituents are having their voices heard we had donald trump for four years and he highlighted Very well, how basically fake and set up everything is, right? Donald Trump was in office for four years, and it took just four years for him to expose corruption in our media, corruption in our government. He highlighted how politicians are all liars, which many of us already knew. but he woke up a lot of the most politically uninvolved people. He really exposed the media for the liars and the propaganda peddlers that they actually are. And he was blunt. He was abrasive. And that's what people liked. Our economy was flourishing. America was super prosperous under Donald Trump. You bring in Joe Biden and less than two years in, we have historic inflation rates, food and gas prices are rising. Joe Biden's bragging about lowering gas prices when he's the one that hyped him up to an almost $5 national average. So the person, the people in America, the person's most politically uninvolved waking up to the fact that everything in our society is rigged. Donald Trump did a great job of uh, basically splashing cold water on Americans and waking them up to a lot of these realities. Because again, I'm targeting and focusing in on the most politically uninvolved here. Donald Trump did a great job of garnering their attention, waking them up. And now they're paying attention more than ever, because guess what money talks. And uh, when Americans start feeling the pinch in their wallets, they understand the implication of a Biden administration. Uh, Again, he just signed the Inflation Reduction Act today, which is going to do everything but reduce inflation. Surprise, surprise. But let's get back to this, because again, this is just the resurgence and the beginnings of the new right. I was seeing stories like this all day about how Many people across Wyoming were waiting in long lines at the polls. Uh, Many voters said they came specifically to vote Liz Cheney out of office. Again, why is that? It's because Americans want their country back. Americans want rule of law. Why is it that I was able to interview not one, but two whistleblowers willing to risk their careers to speak out against this administration and everything that they're seeing? Because Americans are tired. Americans are tired of our borders being overrun. Americans are tired of the Biden administration lying to us, bold face, and then the media backing them up every single day. We're tired of propaganda being pushed down our throats. We're tired of the CDC backtracking on the ridiculous COVID measures that they pushed on all of us that destroyed people's lives. The American people are absolutely tired. And guess what? They're having their voices heard more than ever. The American people are tired because they saw the January 6th defendants getting politically persecuted against. And now we're seeing Donald Trump raided by the FBI as well. We'll get into that in a moment. But Americans are tired. Americans want their country back. They're tired of the crime. They're tired of the surge in taxes that they're going to be seeing because of the Inflation Reduction Act. They are absolutely bold faced, utterly tired. And that is what I've seen on the streets of America. So, you know, just reporting to you guys the energy and the feeling of the average American people want America back. The even the inner city constituents who are still so misinformed about Donald Trump that they still think he's a racist, even those people, and I quote, you can watch my recession video, Okay, I think Donald Trump's a racist, but I'm still going to vote for him because Joe Biden is absolutely horrendous. So even the people who are the most misinformed and still have these incorrect preconceived notions about Donald Trump still understand at a very fundamental level that the economy is bad, that they cannot afford groceries. You don't have to be an economist to understand that you cannot afford to live in Joe Biden's So Americans waking up, getting angry, and we absolutely love to see it. Now, one of the reasons why Americans are getting angry is because of the political persecution that each American has been faced with. Project Veritas has done a very good job of exposing these FBI documents that are saying, hey, if, uh, you know, someone is waving the uh, don't tread on me Gadsden flag, or if they're talking about Ashley Babbitt, then that's a potential domestic terrorism warning. Uh, They just put out a new video. I don't have the tweet up, unfortunately, for you guys right now. But Project Veritas' most recent release basically said that uh, if, Uh, you want to dissent against the government or you feel that government overreach is uh, not a good thing those types of terminologies are going to put you on that FBI watch list and again too this is not surprising to any of us I actually did a live stream on my Instagram when Donald Trump was initially raided by the FBI last Monday and I immediately said that this is political persecution by by Donald Trump, Joe Biden's political opponent because they do not want him running in 2024 and This is not surprising in the slightest because look at what they've been doing to the January 6th defendants, which is why Donald Trump should have pardoned the uh, nonviolent people, a part of the January 6th uh, insurrection, if you will. But anyway, let's get into, again, just all of the lies, all of the disinformation from our own FBI, from our own corrupt government that has been pushed down our throats for the past How many years at this point? Like six years, okay? Because Donald Trump, I mean, they were lying about him even before he got into office. And then they're still lying about him now that Joe Biden is in office. I saw this meme, and I think it perfectly encapsulates all the propaganda that's been pushed down our throats. (laughs) So for my podcast listeners, we have, you know, like a meme of the soy boys pointing with their mouths open. And it basically goes through all of the fake lies that the media tried to push on us regarding Donald Trump. It starts off with, we'll imprison minorities. They had to scratch that one out. We'll start World War III. Scratch it out. We'll crash the economy. Eh, said shithole country, scratch, Putin puppet, kids in cages, said, drink bleach, Stormy Daniels, very fine people, pee tape, January 6th. And they go all the way up because every single one of these fake lies that never came to fruition, they had to scratch out. And now we are on nuclear secrets in his safe as a reason why Donald Trump was raided by the FBI. So When this initially broke, these were some of the headlines that we were seeing. Exclusive, FBI searched Trump's home to look for nuclear documents and other items. The unusual search underscores deep concern among U.S. officials about what information could fall into the wrong hands. And of course, we had the head of the DOJ, Merrick Garland, who came out with this whopper of a statement regarding the FBI raid, political persecution of Donald Trump. Let's take a listen.
1: There are, however, certain points I want you to know. First, I
0: personally approve the decision to seek a search warrant in this matter. Second, the department does not take such a decision lightly. Okay, so nobody is surprised that Merrick Garland came out and said this because this is the same DOJ that targeted parents as domestic terrorists because they were upset about their children being taught pornographic content in schools. This is the same DOJ. This is the same FBI, CIA, all of these corrupt intelligence agencies that have been targeting the American people. And now it's Donald Trump. Nobody should be surprised by this. And anybody in this audience wouldn't be surprised by this because you've already been paying attention to the setup that would lead exactly to this. Now Tucker Carlson talked about this on his show. And I think that he laid it out very well. He basically said, if this was happening in any other country, Americans would be up in arms. But because it's happening here in America to Donald Trump, Americans are turning a blind eye. Per Fox News, Trump says FBI seized three of his passports during raid, called search and assault on a political opponent. Former President Donald Trump said the FBI seized three... Of those passports during the raid on Mar a Lago last week, calling the unprecedented search an assault. Wow, in the raid by the FBI of Mar a Lago, they stole my three passports when expired, along with everything else. Trump posted on his true social account. This is an assault on a political opponent at a level never before seen in our country. And then he ends it with third world. So of course, the FBI saying, Oh, Trump had these nuclear documents, Trump countering that and saying, if you wanted the documents, you could have just had them. It's not a big issue. Um, This was his original statement that, again, you know, this is old news, but we're still going to reiterate because I haven't talked with you guys about it myself. So you know, if somebody wants to watch this or listen to this podcast 10 years from now, they can understand what was happening, because we already know that history is going to be rewritten. And that's why I think it's important as well, that we read these documents that we put them up on screen, because I already know 10 years from now, the media and the history books are going to be like, oh yeah, uh, Donald Trump's raid on his house by the FBI. Um, yeah, It was done via judicial process and it was very necessary because he was stealing classified government documents because he's a domestic terrorist and that's why we put him in prison. And uh, that's also why uh, you know every single American who ever waved the American flag is currently sitting in jail. Please listen to our propaganda revisionist history. So let's go ahead and read the reality of what Donald Trump said during this initial raid. He said, These are dark times for our nation as my beautiful home, Mar a Lago in Palm Beach, Florida, is currently under siege, raided, and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. Nothing like this has ever happened to a president of the United States before. After working and cooperating with the relevant government agencies, this unannounced raid on my home was not necessary or appropriate. It is prosecutorial misconduct, the weaponization of the justice system, and an attack by radical left Democrats who desperately don't want me to run for president in 2024, especially based on recent polls and who will likewise do anything to stop Republicans and conservatives in the upcoming midterm elections. Such an assault could only take place in a broken third world country. Sadly, America has now become one of these countries, corrupted a level not seen before. They even broke into my safe. What is the difference between this and Watergate? Her operatives broke into the Democrat National Committee. Here in reverse, Democrats broke into the home of the 45th president of the United States. And of course, uh, many people are calling for the release of uh, I believe it's the affidavit regarding, you know, what they found in Donald Trump's home regarding why the FBI even felt the need to go raid this home. Of course, the Biden administration—they're fighting amongst themselves right now because Corinne Jean Pierre going forward and saying, "Yeah, we don't have any comment on this," and then Kamala Harris inserting herself and, in, you know, talking about how when she was a prosecutor back in her day, blah blah blah, making her own comments about it. I was reading another article about how fractured the Biden administration has been. Can you imagine that? Uh, Especially regarding this political persecution of a political opponent, which, like Donald Trump just said, we would typically see in a third world country. Now, just to, again, highlight how ridiculous the left has been, we started off with that very long list of all of the lies, all of the propaganda that was pushed down our throats during Donald Trump's presidency. It is 2022. Sorry, I'm not even taking a breath. I haven't talked to you guys for almost a week and a half, so I have so much information I want to convey. But it's 2022, right? And I'm still having to go out on the street and combat this fake narrative that Donald Trump said there were fine people on both sides in Charlottesville, that's still a lie that's being perpetuated. That's still a lie that Joe Biden himself has got on the national stage, the international stage, and reiterated, even though it's absolutely fake. So just to, again, highlight how ridiculous Democrats have become, how ridiculous the left has become, how they do not live in reality, and why Americans want to take their country back, I think this tweet perfectly highlights their, their exact narrative, right? So this is the narrative the left is running with. While Trump was hijacking the beast, strangling his Secret Service agent, plotting to overthrow the U.S. government and shattering plates at the White House, he was also secretly copying nuclear documents to store in a safe at his house in Florida. That's their narrative. And that is from uh, Daniel Bostic, who is apparently a Bitcoin fanatic per his uh, Twitter bio there. But I just saw the tweet and I was like, you know what? That's that's it. That is the narrative. For those of you who don't understand the beginning reference, while Trump was hijacking the beast, the left a couple months back was trying to say that during January 6th, Donald Trump asked his Secret Service driver to go to the Capitol. The driver wouldn't. And so Donald Trump allegedly lunged at the wheel of this limo and tried to steer the beast towards the Capitol. And then also I believe that the beast terminology was also fake and nobody actually calls it that as well. So that was just another combat to this fake narrative. And again, just to highlight how ridiculous things have gotten, Andrew freaking Cuomo, remember the corrupt governor of New York who got ousted because he murdered a bunch of elderly people with his bad COVID policy. But Yeah, that's not why he got ousted. Remember, it was for sexual assault uh, allegations, not for him murdering thousands of elderly patients, thousands of elderly constituents. Yeah, he didn't really face any repercussion for that. But even Andrew Cuomo was aware of the repercussions of this raid on Donald Trump. And he immediately came out and said, DOJ must explain the reason for its raid and it must be more than a search for inconsequential archives or it will be viewed as a political tactic and undermine any future future credible investigation and legitimacy of January 6th investigations, to which I want to correct Cuomo immediately and say that there is no legitimacy of the January 6th investigations uh, until the FBI to start, decides to start investigating the FBI that um, you know instigated a lot of the violence on January 6th. We're probably not going to get any actual legitimate or credible investigation until the January 6th committee starts subpoenaing real journalists like Taylor Hanson, who watched Ashley Babbitt die at the hands of a Capitol officer until they start subpoenaing journalists like myself that were showing that the January 6th protesters were being peaceful and that they were stopping the violence. They were stopping the people who were breaking windows. There will be no credible investigation or legitimacy. So Andrew Cuomo, let me just correct you there. Now, as I was saying, if Andrew Cuomo can come forward and condemn this FBI raid on Donald Trump before Mitch McConnell can, we have a serious problem in this country. As Benny Johnson highlights, multiple Democrat candidates who ran for president against Trump, Yang and Tulsi, have strongly condemned the FBI's action. Andrew Cuomo even condemned the FBI, yet Republican leader Mitch McConnell has remained silent about the storming of the home of a Republican president. So, Keep an eye on who is being vocal about what is currently going on, because like I just tried to relate to you guys, Donald Trump stands for the American people, right? And these Republican leaders' response to how Trump is being attacked and persecuted is going to be their response to how their constituents and how Americans are going to be attacked and persecuted. So keep your eye on these leaders and their reactions. Now, the people across America absolutely pissed off by the FBI raid of Donald Trump. And again, I really do think that the left completely overplayed their hand in targeting Donald Trump in this way, in utilizing our intelligence agency To target a political opponent. And the American people can see right through it. And they're absolutely pissed. This was a sign in Brentwood, California. Look at this. So. What should be on screen right now. But my. All my technology is just glitching out. Is an F the FBI sign. F-U-C-K the FBI. I, and let me try to play this other clip for you too, because you have one, the majority of America that are like, you know what, the Fed should not have raided Donald Trump. This sets a very dangerous precedent for how our intelligence agencies can be used against political opponents in the future. Uh, so that's the majority of America. But of course, you do have a small minority that are still such
1: victims
0: of Trump derangement syndrome that they are excited, happy, and advocating for the FBI raid on Trump. Let's see if this. Clip will play.
1: Is this unprecedented?
0: Nope, not playing. That's fine. But it's basically a Newsmax clip of a New York resident that was, I believe, outside of Trump Tower holding an arrest Trump sign. You guys can see that here. And this Newsmax reporter basically asking, Hey, uh, what do you think about Trump? being raided. And he was like, you know, he needed to be raided. He needs to be held accountable for his crimes. The reporter goes, what crimes? The guy has absolutely no idea. So keep in mind the people that are pro political persecution and targeting of a political opponent have no idea why they are the way they are. Now, Jack Posobiec had an interesting take on this that I wanted to bring up as well. He says, you know, they're just saying it's nuclear code so they can redact it and say they can't ever reveal what the raid was about. I was just kind of looking at all of the different takes regarding this situation. I thought that was an interesting angle. Uh, also, just to give you guys an idea of uh, who the judge was that signed off on the FBI raid, for Robbie Starbuck, Bruce Reinhart, who helped Epstein get off and then went on to represent Epstein's accomplices, is the judge who signed off on the FBI raiding President Trump. If you wrote that into a movie script, the studio would laugh at you because it's such unbelievable corruption. And isn't it funny how all of these people are just always Always tied together, isn't isn't that just hilarious, you guys? It happens every single time. If you connect the dots, they always, you know, end up in a big circle of corruption and evil regarding our government and everybody involved. And um, it's not just the corrupt judges, the corrupt politicians, the corrupt president of the United States. That's all connected uh, into this nonsense. Of course, our FBI, let's just do a quick refresher on the FBI that did raid Donald Trump. For those who just learned the FBI is authoritarian trash, they ran a child porn site to fight child porn. They used the NSA to spy on Americans without warrants. They lured unstable people into committing terrorist acts. And they failed to stop mass shooters despite knowing that they are threats. And any of those claims you can go ahead and look up for yourself. But be warned, if you are pro-FBI or pro-Feds and you go look up any of those stories, I guarantee you you're not going to like them after. Now, John Cardillo also coming out with his own news story. And again, this was last week when all of this news about the Trump raid was happening right so multiple law enforcement sources were telling him that a message was blasted to all federal law enforcement agencies to start cataloging social media posts of known conservative influencers so they can be threat assessed they're coming for the first amendment and anyone who opposes the regime so again just another angle here that i was seeing being reported on and uh would we expect anything less from our own FBI, who again says that flying a certain flag that's tied to the Second Amendment or you know, thinking that government overreach is a bad thing are terroristic symbols? Would we expect anything less from that federal agency? Of course, we wouldn't. Remember as well that the FBI... <clears throat> also planted explosive materials in the truck of a defendant so the FBI could confiscate the evidence upon arrest. Uh, again, per the New York Post, inside the FBI's infiltration and entrapment of a Michigan militia crew where the FBI was involved with trying to entrap Americans to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer, but then they were found out. Also, remember remember that um, Trump-Russia collusion nonsense? Uh, per the Washington Post, the ex-FBI lawyer that was accused of Falsifying a document in the probe of Trump's campaign pled guilty. Remember, this is a former FBI lawyer who agreed to plead guilty to altering an email that helped justify surveillance of a, a former Trump campaign advisor as part of the 2016 investigation into Russian interference in the election, which we all now no, was based on lies, was fake propaganda, was funded by the Clinton campaign. Go look into the still dossier and all of that nonsense from back in 2016 on why they originally were trying to impeach Donald Trump. Absolutely ridiculous. That's the same FBI. Oh yeah. And by the way, this FBI lawyer was spared prison for altering the Trump-Russia probe email. Yes, this is the same FBI that is now targeting political opponents. Uh, also, just to really put the cherry on top of the corruption cake, for the New York Post, Hunter Biden laptop repairman John Paul Mac Isaac says FBI agent threatened him to hush him up. Yeah, remember the uh, Hunter Biden laptop that the Big tech overlords decided to go ahead and censor ahead of the 2020 elections. Well, apparently the computer repair shop owner who blew the whistle on Hunter Biden's infamous laptop claims in a new book that an FBI agent threatened him to stay silent. Stay classy, FBI. So glad that you're working for the American people and not against us. John Paul MacIsaac said two federal agents came to his Mac shop in Wilmington, Delaware, in December of 2019 to recoup the laptop following a subpoena. He details in his new book, American Injustice, My Battle to Expose the Truth. The repairman who had volunteered to hand the laptop over to the feds two months earlier said the alleged threat came after he made a joke, telling him, hey, lads, I'll remember to change your names when I write the book. So then, of course, this agent goes and uh, basically threatens him because that's our FBI, guys. They're just straight up astounding people. Not all of the FBI agents are bad. I believe it was Jim Jordan who has come forward and said that uh, 14 FBI whistleblowers have since come to his office since this raid to try to expose what is going on at the top levels. Uh, He himself said it's not All FBI agents that are bad, it's corruption at the top. Uh, Meanwhile, keep in mind that there are still January 6th defendants that are committing suicide after being convicted. This is a very heartbreaking story from the National File because keep in mind there are still political prisoners that are in jail right now because they had the audacity to walk on the Capitol on January 6th. Uh, Another nonviolent J6 defendant commits suicide after federal parading conviction. This was Pennsylvanian Mark... Angst, A-U-N-G-S-T, apologies if I mispronounced his last name. He took his own life ahead of sentencing on DOJ parading charges, and he was a nonviolent January 6th demonstrator. Uh, He was charged with trumped-up misdemeanors by the DOJ, and he committed suicide while awaiting sentencing on federal charges of parading without a permit, a charge the DOJ wanted to throw him in federal prison over. So that's who Merrick Garland is is that's Merrick Garland's DOJ. This is who our FBI is. This is what they want for every single American who has the audacity to push back against their narrative. And then of course we have the media coming in to uh, make sure that they're shoving their propaganda down our throats as well. So that you know, alongside us even fighting for our rights, we're also having to fight the psychological warfare that is being pointed at us every single day from the post-millennial ABC Guest suggests Americans angry over Trump Raid are neo-Nazis because Merrick Garland is Jewish. Just like John Cardio said, they're trying to weaponize the First Amendment. They're trying to target the First Amendment. They're trying to say, well, Merrick Garland is above reproach because he's Jewish. And if you say anything against Merrick Garland or what his corrupt DOJ or FBI are doing, well, then... You're just an anti-Semite neo-Nazi. Sorry, you're not allowed to say that. Understand what is happening. Understand where our country is headed. And ahead of 2022, these midterm elections, and ahead of 2024, because big tech always comes in handy when it comes to election season, uh, this was posted on August 11th on Twitter's verified account. They said, starting today, we'll begin enforcing the civic integrity policy in context of the U.S. 2022 midterms. They said this means we'll take action against misleading claims about the voting process, misleading content intended to intimidate or dissuade people from participating in the election, or misleading claims that may undermine public confidence in election outcomes. So what that means, everybody, is that... um, If you make a claim that undermines public confidence in the elections, if you see what you view as, you know, some weird stuff happening in our elections and then you tweet about it, Twitter's going to say, yeah, you're not allowed to say that because the government government narrative is already out and the government already decided the outcome of this election. So shut the hell up. That's what that means. And it's not just Twitter that is going to be doing it. Um, I believe Instagram is also passing uh, similar rules on their platform. And again, too, the Inflation Reduction Act is something that was big in the news last week, and then the Trump raid happened, and I don't want to discount the Inflation Reduction Act because there are a lot of very sinister points that were written about, that were passed, that were Focused in on regarding this act. And again, Joe Biden since signing that into law today. I would play the video for you of Joe Biden looking dazed and confused as he's signing this document and everybody clapping around him as they, as they, you know, cheer on raising taxes for the middle class and ruining everyday Americans' lives even more. To be quite honest, the pass of the Inflation Reduction Act into law is the final nail in the coffin of the Democrats. Uh, chances for success in 2022 and 2024. I promise you that. But again, even with this act, big tech already swooping in and, um, you know, trying to run cover for the realities of what this is. So, um, Twitter was saying the Inflation Reduction Act is being misrepresented online by its opponents, officials and fact checkers say the Inflation Reduction Act is a climate, health care and tax pass- package that was passed in the U.S. Senate on August 7th and awaits a vote. So this came out last week. And of course, again, the fact checkers were you know running full force trying to prop up the Inflation Reduction Act. But we're going to delve into it right now. And I'm going to tell you the reality of what this act is But I want to start out with some hypocrisy here, right? Hypocrisy from Joe Biden, because he says no American should have to make a decision between putting food on the table or going to the doctor. The Inflation Reduction Act will lower health insurance costs for 13 million Americans covered under the Affordable Care Act. So, you know, for the other three hundred and what 10 plus million Americans that are in the country. Yeah, your taxes might go up. These people's taxes are even going to go up because you know what free healthcare for all is, actually a trojan horse for it's a higher taxes for everybody that's usually how that works and it's so funny that biden's people started this tweet out with no one should have to make the decision between putting food on the table or going to the doctor yeah they're already having to make those decisions under your bad policy joe biden because they can barely afford food so great job and i just want to show you guys here too if you guys can see, this was Joe Biden after he signed that $739 billion tax and spending bill, guys, as the Inflation Reduction Act. He looks dazed and confused. He has his mouth gaping wide open. He's trying to pass this pen along to whoever will take it. He has no idea what's going on. Uh, again, I don't even like laughing at Joe Biden because I genuinely feel like this is elder abuse, what we're doing. But let's take a peek. As to um, what Biden did sign today, what his handlers told him to pass as we fell further and further into the great reset of our entire economy and country every single day. Per CNBC, Biden signs Inflation Reduction Act into law, setting 15% minimum corporate tax rate. President Joe Biden signed the Inflation Reduction Act into law. The new law passed with majority Democratic support in the Senate and the House. The more than 430 billion dollar package is expected to reduce the deficit by more than 300 billion over a decade. And just my own common sense take here. I'm not an economist, so this might be an idiotic take. But why are we spending 430 billion dollars to reduce a deficit of $300 billion? Why are we spending more than our deficit? It doesn't make any sense to me, but maybe I'm just an idiot. I don't know. Let me know in the comments if I'm just, you know, the dumbest person you've ever heard in your life. So this new law includes a $369 billion investment in climate and energy policies, $64 billion to extend a policy under the Affordable Care Act, and 50% corporate minimum tax aimed at companies that earn more than $1 billion a year. And to be quite honest with you guys, if their taxes go up, what do you think that means for the products that they're selling to the people? Yeah, we're going, Going to be paying for that, so it's so funny to me when uh, politicians say tax the rich, tax the wealthy, tax the corporations. No, the people are going to end up paying for that because if their prices go up, our prices go up. That's typically how that works. The 437 billion spending package is expected to raise 737 billion in revenue over the next decade. The biggest share coming from reduction in drug prices for Medicaid or Medicare recipients, and tax hikes on corporations. Roughly $124 billion is expected to come from increased IRS enforcement, meaning tougher and more frequent audits. And then in this article, they say, for the wealthy. And we're going to focus in on that, right? Roughly $124 billion is expected to come from increased IRS, meaning tougher and more frequent audits for the wealthy. We also have this article, too, here from, uh, okay, fine. This article is not going to cooperate with us. So, okay, we'll just go ahead and jump to Karine G. Pierre, who last week said with a straight face that no one making under $400,000 will be audited by one of the new 87,000 IRS agents that will potentially be hired via this new bill. So these are the claims coming out of the Biden administration. Hey, if you make less than $400,000, you don't have to worry about the 87,000 new armed IRS agents that we're going to be hiring and targeting the average American with. However, I found an article that tends to differ. IRS audits will generate $20 billion from those making under $400,000 under the new inflation reduction act Fox has confirmed that the Congressional Budget Office informed lawmakers that audits of taxpayers making under 40 400,000 accounts for about 20 billion in revenue for the Inflation Reduction Act Fox has obtained a CBO score of a Senate amendment proposed by Republican Idaho Senator that would have prevented any additional IRS funds to audit taxpayer, t- taxpayers making less than 400,000 a year Republicans on the House Ways and Means Committee, and nothing's working for me at all today. That's absolutely beautiful. But basically, this goes on to make the points that um, they tried to make an amendment to this, right? Because they wanted to estimate how much the IRS was going to be Collecting in taxes from people making under $400,000 and it equated to around $20 billion. And this $20 billion is on top of the existing number that the IRS is already pulling from this income group currently. So there you guys go. Thank you so much to the Biden administration for continuing to ruin our lives. If you would like more information, that article comes from Fox Business, but let's go ahead and keep going. From the Gateway Pundit, Democrats just hired 87,000 more IRS employees to harass, attack Americans. And then they detail a list of the conservative groups the Obama IRS targeted back in 2012. So understand what the government is going to use with these new IRS agents, with the expansion of the IRS and with funds being allocated towards the company that is tasked with taking our money away from us. Understand where that's going to lead us. Um, And again, too, I was looking into some of the numbers and the top 10 country with the highest number of billionaires um, is United States, China, India, Germany, United States sitting at number one with 724 billionaires uh, per which website is this? Uh, worldpopulationreview.com. Other sources vary on how many billionaires are in the US, but it's about six to 700, right? We have six to 700 billionaires in the US. So why do we need 87,000 new IRS agents? I I don't know. And then let's go ahead and take a peek at some of the qualifications for these new agents. Okay. Uh, Major duties. Adhere to the highest standards of conduct uh, maintain a level of fitness necessary to effectively respond to life-threatening situations on the job. Carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force if necessary. Be willing and able to participate in arrests, execution of search warrants, and other dangerous assignments. Why is this a major duty of an IRS agent? Can somebody can somebody answer that question for me? Yeah, the people that are tasked with coming and stealing more of your money. They have to maintain a level of fitness necessary to respond to a life-threatening situation, carry a firearm, be willing to use deadly force, a.k.a. kill Americans, and be willing to participate in arrests? Are you kidding me? And we're seeing some of the first looks of... um, The IRS recruiting program, I thought that this was a joke, but these have been circulating all over Twitter. And uh, these are our future IRS agents, of course, lots of inclusivity here. Uh, Very progressive looking force. The first guy who has his gun up as he attempts to shoot an American who refuses to comply with the IRS stealing more of their taxpayer dollars. Homeboy is in a wheelchair and uh, he's he's pointing his gun at this future American as they learn how to arrest all of us in potentially life-threatening situations. So I'm um, just giving you guys some sneak peeks. These people are all masked up; they look absolutely ridiculous. And um, you know, this is the type of person that you would expect to work for the IRS and use deadly force against Americans to take more taxpayer dollars away from us. Also, just cherry on top of the cake as well, um, while we're passing these. 730 plus billion dollar acts. Uh the US sent five point five billion in new fiscal and military aid to Ukraine last week. <coughs> Just to really send the message home about how much your government hates you. Now let's jump into the border. We'll run through um the CDC's newest COVID updates and we'll wrap up. Uh, Mayor Eric Adams last week said that he was deeply deeply contemplating. Bussing New Yorkers to Texas because Governor Greg Abbott has been bussing illegal immigrants to New York. And it's absolutely hilarious to me because Muriel Bowser, Eric Adams have been very vocal about a couple thousand illegal immigrants being bussed to their sanctuary cities, mind you, because these are open borders. Democrats who expect us to deal with the repercussions of an open border, but they don't want to deal with it, right? So um, I want to play two clips for you because I was out on the ground. Let's see if they'll even play. The first clip that I got was with a National Guard whistleblower who exposed to me the realities of open border policies, okay? I want you guys to understand what Joe Biden is allowing to prosper at our border and the situation that he's putting our National Guard and Border Patrol members in every single day. Let's see if this clip will play.
1: In the Valley, you're going to see a lot of, um, you know, drug flow and a lot of violence from the cartel. And uh, to try to cover that up, they, they push large groups of migrants across. we have been all over the border. Uh, in the valley, you know, they shoot. And they shoot at us quite often. I don't want to be too specific, but there's a there's a house, <laughs> a very bright-colored house in uh, Roma, mm-hmm. where they uh, they drove out. It's a little compound, and they dragged these bodies, like, maybe 100, 200 meters, and then cut them loose. They're already dead, so they're not going anywhere. It was pretty much like, show us, like, hey, this is what we're doing.
0: And I do want to focus in on this photo that you provided with us. So what the viewers are seeing on screen right now is a man whose head was dipped in acid via the cartel. And uh, what happened after that? Explain that situation to us.
1: Border patrol had let us know that uh, there was a body somewhere in the area. And... Uh, Some of the guys went looking for it and sure enough, they ended up finding it on our side of the river, which tells us that the cartel crossed him over, left it there for us to find and went back.
0: So that's what's happening at our southern border every single day. If you would like to read more about this interview, um, you can go check out my article that I wrote for the Post Millennial titled, Exclusive National Guard Whistleblower Alleges Murder, Child Sexual Abuse Trafficking Amid Border Crisis. So that was the first story, right? But again, honing in on Eric Adams and Muriel Bowser complaining about thousands of illegal immigrants being bused from Texas to New York by Governor Greg Abbott, I interviewed a whistleblower employee of NVM Inc., the same company that was found to be flying migrants illegally in the middle of the night. Well, actually, technically it's legal because our government is funding it. This company signed a uh, federal contract with Biden's administration for 136 million. They're tasked with chartering flights with, uh, you know, getting the buses for tens of thousands of illegal immigrants and sending them to these sanctuary cities. I talked with him and I said, hey, is it, is it, Republican governors that are flooding these blue cities with illegals? Or is it Joe Biden's own administration that's paying these federally funded contractors to send tens of thousands of illegal immigrants across the U.S.? And of course, he came forward and said, yeah, no, it's us. Go listen to my latest report. I just dropped today because that was a bombshell interview. I'm going to play a quick uh, two minutes for you here so you can really understand How many illegal immigrants are being shipped via federal contractors throughout the US every single day, let's listen. For those of us in the audience who might not know what NVM Inc is, can you explain to us what your company is and what they do?
2: It's a company that focuses on getting, uh, they call it UCs, unaccompanied children, unaccompanied minors, getting them from point A to point B. And most of the time point A is from a shelter uh, all, all throughout Texas and all across the country, and point B is with a sponsor. Most of the time it's a family member, but lately the numbers are so crazy. There's no longer family members, it's family friends, uh, people who are willing to take them in, and a lot of the times they don't even know each other. So my job is to show up, I get a new folder that tells me where I'm going, who's my partner, and where we're gonna be picking kids up. And my job is to be with them on the airplanes, be with them on the buses, sometimes it's buses, and sometimes it's charter planes. When it's charter planes, we move anywhere between 200 to 300 kids on one plane. It won't just be one plane, it will be two, three planes at a time that leave. I do know that when we start off, we'll drop off in Texas. So we'll go from one point in Texas to another. And then the same charter planes will go to New York, we'll go to California, we'll go to Washington, and then they'll finish off in Oregon or another state nearby. So it's not just one state, it's not just one drop off. You go to one destination, drop off, the kids are getting off there, and then you continue on.
0: So if you could give us an estimate how many children per month do you think are being moved just in the Texas area?
2: Well, like I said, it's between all the, all the offices. It's in the thousands, I say eight to 10, but that's in one week. So in a month, I would say around 40,000, 30,000 kids.
0: Okay. So just to reiterate, he's saying that they're moving around 30 to 40,000 kids per month. Um, One of the caveats to that is that he shared that a lot of these children are put back into the system. So sometimes it's the same child that's coming back through and being chartered around once again. So um, if you guys would like more details on that story, my article for the post-millennial titled Breaking Biden Whistleblower Exposes Secret Night Flights of illegal immigrant children, thousands of kids per week. Go check that out. Go show that article some love. Again, trying to write articles as well as get these videos out for you. Please share that video with your friends as well because again, I want to highlight the reality because it's a media talking point that it's these Republican governors that are busing these immigrants throughout the United States. No, it is federally funded contractors that are doing it. It is federally funded contractors that in this video, this whistleblower exposed are handing over migrant children to unvetted adults. Now, apparently the office of refugee resettlement gives these companies right this paper where they say here's the child here's their identification number aka their government social security number and then they put the sponsor's information on that paper it's the employees of mvm inc's job to look at the paper look at the sponsor make sure the ids match up the employees allegedly not even doing that and just handing these kids over to strange adults this whistleblower again uh, alleging that these children are not even related to these people, saying that the children have explained themselves that they don't even know these adults. Go check out the interview. It's absolutely insane. So when we see these Democrat mayors trying to politicize this issue of illegal immigrants being bused by Republican governors, no, it's not the Republicans that are doing this. It's not the Republicans' fault that your state is overrun. Granted, I think that uh, Greg Abbott busing illegals to New York is a horrible idea anyway. It is the federally funded contractor's funded by our taxpayer dollars via the Biden administration that are busing these illegal immigrants further and further into the U.S. So go check that out. And again, just to re-highlight those numbers, per the Wall Street Journal, record number of migrants arrested at the southern border with 2 million annual total in sight. Border Patrol agents had made about 1.82 million arrests at the southern border in the government's fiscal year so far, which ends September 30th. So just to give you guys an idea, of how bad the border crisis is. But if you guys follow me at all, you guys already know. And let's go ahead and end with The new COVID-19 guidance from the CDC, which focuses on individual decisions, because guess what? The government tried as hard as they could to fear monger us with COVID-19 nonsense. The government tried to destroy this country with open borders. The government tried their hardest to make the American people subservient to their corrupt and horrific policies, but the people pushed back. And this is one example on top of Liz Cheney losing her seat tonight. This is another great example of what happens when you do not capitulate, when you stand your ground, and when you say, you know what, I'm not getting vaccinated, I'm not wearing a pointless mask, and I'm not letting the government take away my rights in return for security, in return for safety. I'm not doing it. So the CDC dropped their new COVID guidance, and they say those exposed to the virus are no longer required to quarantine unvaccinated people now have the same guidance as vaccinated people. Students can stay in class after being exposed to the virus. It's no longer recommended to screen those without symptoms. Yeah, because all of these policies were absolute bullshit when you initially passed them. Pardon my French, I don't like to curse on this show, but that's exactly what these policies were. And people lost their livelihoods. Kids committed suicide. People succumbed to their alcoholism and their drug use for the first time in years because the government forced them into isolation and ruined their lives. Never forget what this government did to us. Never forget that they filled up skate parks with sand to stop kids from going outside in the sun and playing. Never forget that they arrested a man surfing alone on the beach because of COVID protocol. Never forget that they arrested Shelley Luther here in Dallas because she had the audacity to keep her business open because she wanted her employees to be able to pay their bills. Never forget that in Australia, a father was being arrested for not following COVID protocol. He was sitting there handcuffed while his daughter sat in his lap and cried. Never forget all of the videos of the police sicking their dogs on People were protesting against the tyrannical government policies regarding COVID. Never forget what Justin Trudeau did to the Canadians, the Freedom Convoy protesters who were pushing back against his tyranny. Never forget that he tried to freeze their bank accounts. Never forget what these corrupt governments did to us. Never forget that Gavin Newsom was telling you not to go to restaurants, not to go see your family members, not to go to funerals, not to go see your loved ones on their deathbed. And then he was at freaking French Laundry, freaking fancy ass restaurant in California. All the politicians did this. AOC did it. Nancy Pelosi did it. Gavin Newsom did it. Lord Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago, did it never effing forget what the government did to you? And do not allow them to push this guidance out and say, "Oh yeah, everything's good, fine, and dandy." No, it's not. We're not gonna forget what you did to us, and we're gonna vote you out in 2022. We're gonna vote you out in 2024, and we're gonna take this country back. So congratulations to the left wing—you overplayed your hand. And guess what? Americans are freaking pissed off, and you did this to yourself. You made your own bed, and now you're gonna lay in it. And Americans are going to peacefully take your seats in 2022, 2024 and have their voices heard because we want rule of law in this country. We want borders. We want criminals to stay in jail. We want our country back. And with that, I am ending this episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I apologize for the technical difficulties. Again, if you do like the show, please go leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I am writing articles for the Post Millennial, so go follow me on Truth Social at Sav Says, so you can be the first one to see my on-the-ground reporting and when I break these articles. I appreciate each and every single one of you. I'm only giving you guys one episode this week because I have... Nine news hits on nine separate shows this week to push out this MVM Inc. employee story because it's very important. And I want to put all of my time and effort into sharing this story of what is happening to children as they're being shipped and chartered throughout the US. And then next week I am moving, so you won't hear from me for a little while. But please go follow me on Instagram. Go follow me on True Social. I will still be doing live streams. I will still jump in and say hi here and there. I am very active, still reporting to you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I could not do this without your so your support, without you sharing the show, without you liking the show, and most importantly, without you utilizing your voice as an American, going out and voting and going and waking up your fellow man. Thank you for tuning in.